talking about movies, games, wrestling, whatever else they can come up with on a whim. You're listening to The Slacker Cast. What is up, everybody? Here at you with another episode of the Slacker Cast. I am Greg, and joining me today with technical difficulties is my co-host Lawrence. What's going on, guys? Also, my longtime friend Corey, the host of the S'mores and Doors podcast. What's up, everyone? How's everyone doing tonight? Yo. And this guy I found on the side of the road one day. <laughs> I like to call him Dustin. He calls himself Slim Dust. What's up? <laughs> All right, so Lawrence, you decided that you wanted to have a all Star Wars episode. I did. We see that Dustin's prepared with the great backdrop, Baby Yoda. I see that. Impressive. I didn't have a Star Wars shirt available, so I'm kind of odd man out. I got no Star Wars stuff to to, to display. But I see you're still, yeah, I see you're still in prison. No, no, I got paroled, man. Uh, Dustin even said it on the last one. I got lighting now, so it's not as bleak. Oh, so you're at the halfway house now? I'm at the halfway house, man. <laughs> Almost <there>. Sounds good. Ah, <laughs> uh, but uh, so I I feel like you owe me six hours of my life back. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Oh man, uh, go ahead and tell them why. Why do I owe you six hours of your life back? Because you insisted that I rewatch this sequel trilogy. And uh, I skipped the first one, Force Awakens, because I've already seen it multiple times. But I did rewatch Rise of the Jedi, or what is it? Right? Why is it the. I don't even know what it's called anymore. <laughs> it's The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi, yeah. Whatever. Rise of and then Rise of Skywalker, yeah. But the, I don't know. It's, it's horrible. I can't even remember <laughs> the names. But, uh,. So you want you want to jump right into this or? Well, I mean, it's been some years. The dust is settled now. Well, I mean, we didn't get to discuss it since the podcast went away for a while when those movies came out, and that well, was one of our think big about thing about the hype and the mystique. So we can, yeah, we can kind of see uh, what we all think of it now. Now that some time has been able to go by. So you want to start and, us off, Greg? You re- Well, I mean, when Force Awakens first came out, I'm not gonna lie, I saw the movie. I was like hyped after I came out of it. I was like, "Oh, this is this is gonna be great! Star Wars is back." It's like I was hopeful. I don't think it was just hopeful, man. It was like a phenomenon. It was like you had priests crying over videos of this. There was like a guy that made a video of the trailer, and he was like weeping at this, the thought of a, a seeing an X-wing flying across the screen. Did you say that there were priests crying? Like Force Awakens coming out was like a phenomenon. <laughs> There was a there was like a YouTube video of like a priest, an ordained like priest, and he was watching did the virgin the, did the virgin Mary statue the like bleed blood too. All that good stuff. <laughs> Probably <laughs> when Force Awakens was released, man, the trailer for that alone was like mind blowing. I remember the the amount of anticipation for this was just you'd have to go back to remember, but 
at the time it was just like there was nothing like it how did you like the force awakens force awakens was i remember watching it and then walking out of the theater and being like it, it was okay it was it wasn't it wasn't like great great but it wasn't bad i liked it it was like uh when you watch a movie like transformers or something like that it kind of gave me that feeling of you know this is all right you know i had a good time but then you forget about it the next day you're kind of like oh. so the more and more time went day. on uh probably i think sooner than that but it wasn't bad yeah force awakens was okay i liked it initially after rewatching it later, I was kind of, you know, like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they can still do something with this because it was the big mystery who's raised parents. And no, I remember you, Greg, and you were basically <laughs> like, you had all these theories, man. You loved Force Awakens when it first came out. You loved Ray. You loved, I don't know, if, everything did, you I, saw did I love it? You had a lot of hope for the future. It was a good starting point. That's what I'll give it. What about you, Dustin? I actually didn't like The Force Awakens that much, and I thought it was a copy and paste of A New Hope, basically, with just different characters. They pretty much copied the movie. and uh, Some of the same. Uh, I, I thought a lot, of it was, a lot of it was very similar to A New Hope to me. So, I mean, I loved Ray, and I loved that uh, I got to bring my daughter into the star wars universe that was the big thing for me was just introducing her to star this was her introduction to star wars and so i mean i liked the movie but i wasn't i just thought oh this is just they just redid a new hope with different characters yeah your starting point should have just been a new hope i think that would have been anyone's great starting point to star wars what about you Corey? how do you feel about the force awakens when you first saw it <sighs> well I agree with what Lawrence was saying. There was a lot of hype going in, and not for obvious reasons. Um, as bad as those prequels were, you know, there was still that nostalgia for Star Wars at the time. But uh, I'm kind of like Dustin. It was a lot of rehash of A New Hope. Um, for some reason, Harrison Ford has this plan to, like, kill himself in every movie now. I don't know what that dude's deal is. <laughs> But like he wants to die, he wants to kill off every big character he's had. I'm sure if they do this new Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones is going to die in it. Um, but I, that being said, going back now, I don't want to jump too far forward because I know you want to go through each one. But to me, that's probably the best one of the three. Looking back now, <laughs> yeah, agreed. I agree with that. Well, you said something interesting there. You said how horrible the prequels were. They look, I, they look better now. In hindsight, yeah. I think. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. I, I will agree with you, though, Greg, about the uh, the potential. There was a lot of potential at the end of the movie, like for it to go, but in a direction. But like I guess I'll be like Corey and just wait till we get to the second movie because I have a lot of opinions about well, the second movie. See, after I got over got over myself marking out just because Star Wars was back. I, I thought more about what Lawrence said and like they didn't really bring anything new to it like the prequels did yeah. and, and even in the first movie. I mean, it was like, you know, just a rehash of the New Hope. It's like, hey, we, we're we going to redo this just with a few different people and 
You know Everyone what? Lost, love it because of that. They lost me when they brought back Death Stars. I was like, I'm confused. <laughs> what was the With point the of Star? The Star Killer base was yeah. just a rehash of the Death Star. It was no, it, it can kill multiple planets. And I'm like, <laughs> where did they get this technology? They didn't it, have the it was funding. Really late. It was just lazy writing to me. Oh God, man! Like especially it's... when you have opportunity to go in a whole different direction, and then I'll wait for the second movie <laughs> so, so so coming out of the force awakens we can all pretty much say that we at least you know thought we were at least interested to see where this is going be like okay th this could be something yeah I'll, I'll say i was excited to actually i didn't get to go to the theater to see force awakens but i was excited to go see last jedi when it came out uh, <laughs> after watching the force awakens <laughs> the fact that we all <laughs> All right, well, let's let's move into the last Jedi. Um, this is going to be the good one. This, right, this is the great one. Okay. I I I just rewatched this yesterday, and I don't know if there's anything I like about this movie. I the, mean, the what, scene what, in the desert's pretty cool. The red sand. No, what I'll say, what I'll say about Last Jedi, honestly, is that this was very hostily just kind of against the fandom in a way that I've never seen. Anything do like not even Ghostbusters could accomplish this. Is it this specifically knew what the fans wanted and went the opposite direction of anything Star Wars related? I'm not sure why they went this this route. Um, if it had to do with Ryan Johnson, I know that he is a type of director like he does like Looper, kind of experimental stuff. Uh, Brick was this kind of debut film, which is like a film noir set in high school, and he's very kind of experimental. He likes to go against the grain, but that's not who you pick to direct Star Wars. You get somebody that's like a into geek culture that knows the well, ins and outs of something like you know Star Wars. You know, and hasn't appreciated. I think he. Uh, I, I think that he was trying. He had good intentions, maybe, and he was trying to like get away from how the Force Awakens was a rehash of New Hope and do yeah an original definitely. some kind of an original storyline. But the movie is all over the place. It's there's so many plot holes and just it's really all the over the place. Part. And they ruin John Boyega's character and uh, he never recovered. Yeah, and it, yeah. I mean the only I the only thing I like about that movie really is the ending scene. I don't really have a problem with the whole Luke stuff like everybody else does. I I think I wasn't didn't have a problem with his arc, but uh, and but the, really, the only cool thing about that movie was the the ending fight scene in the desert. Well, I the have I have multiple problems with it, and I was actually taking notes as I was watching this movie. I would literally <laughs> pause and be like, <laughs> "I had to," because I was like, "I'm gonna." I, there's no way I'm gonna remember all this. But one of the things I wrote down is I said the Luke and Kylo Ren story doesn't make sense. Luke almost killed him. I was like, "Yeah, it it, it doesn't." It doesn't make sense with Luke's character. So all of a sudden, you know, Luke, who had already been tempted by the dark side before, is going to see darkness in Kylo Ren. And his answer to all of this is, oh, I'm not going to you know, see if I can undo this. I, I'm, I'm going to have a moment of weakness and maybe kill him. Well, they make a lot of, like, beloved characters look like pricks in that movie. Like, Poe's a pretty loved character after the first movie. And this one, he's like a belligerent prick that disobeys orders and shit like that yeah like he's like a totally different around. person and actually yeah, we didn't good. we didn't mention this about the first movie the 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 han solo death in the first movie did y'all think that was even necessary or would, should they have just never even brought him in 
Uh, and as someone whose favorite character in Star Wars is Han Solo, I would say that that disappointed me that he died in the first movie. I, I bring it up because they focused quite a bit on that and in, in this movie in The Last Jedi. Because, you know, that's what's tormenting Kylo Ren for the majority of the movie is, you know, he keeps thinking back on it and trying to say that he didn't regret it, but he does. And oh. The lamest like, part of that movie, though, is when Leia flies back into the ship. <laughs> Well, no. I so so yeah, I, I had that the Luke and Kylo Ren storyline didn't make sense to me. I also put because when they're on the uh, when they're on the island with Luke, oh, you have things to say about that, Lawrence? I know for sure. I know, Corey. <laughs> it's not like you had something going on there. Well, I was just gonna say I, I've always had this analogy for this movie, and it's you know the ending of uh, Force Awakens, like the fans are left with their jaws open you know they see luke there standing on the mountain or whatever the hell yes. the very beginning of last jedi they just basically take a shit in those fans open mouths when he just takes a lightsaber <laughs> flings it over the whole scene was pointless at the end of the first movie yeah um, it, it was like uh, it was like jj abrams left and Ryan Johnson came in and said, what is all this shit he did? Let yeah. me go ahead and undo this. Because it was building up to something great. And then he completely just subverted all that. All that momentum went downhill and it never recovered after The Last Jedi. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but the one thing that I know that I've always wanted to see Luke Skywalker do is milk some big <laughs> giant thing. With like six tits and and then drink it immediately afterwards. Yeah, what was that like five ten minutes into the movie? I knew as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, this movie's fucked. Uh, uh, he was yeah, raggedy. Like, His nails were. Go ahead. There Kurt. was so much. There was so much that happened on the island. It did make sense to me. Like, whenever Yoda like destroys the tree with the Jedi text and stuff, when Luke is like questioning everything, basically, I'm like. That's so uncharacteristic as Yoda. All of a sudden, Yoda doesn't care about traditions. He's like, oh, well, fuck traditions. We're going to just start new. <laughs> isn't, that what he, isn't that what he tried to protect so much in the prequel trilogy was the traditions? But maybe because of Anakin's turn, he cha he's changed his perspective on things. Because the traditions is kind of what pushed Anakin to the dark side in a way. Yeah, but I mean, then he trained Luke. So yeah, then he did that, and he was all about traditions. <laughs> I get, I I get the arcs. I don't think they were done well, but I get, I the I don't have a problem with the arcs like everybody else does. I I can understand. Well, well being, it. And plus, well, being somebody Luke that, Skywalker is not that beloved of a character to me. So oh, blasphemy see, there right there, blasphemy. The yeah, reason why tell Luke Lawrence. is up there. Yeah, Luke is up there with like Santa Claus and Superman. There's some characters that you <laughs> can't Superman change. Superman is lame too. They may be lame. Okay, I'll give you that. But <laughs> there, there's some things that you just can't change. Otherwise, they stop being that character. Like Luke has to be that optimistic, you know, guy that's always ready to go into battle, always ready. But look, to be what the at, one. look at everything that happened to him up until that point, though. Uh, some not everybody can stay optimistic through everything. So. That's why I say the arc makes sense. Do I think it was done well? No, but 
It makes it. But why, makes but why would you give? That's like you can give an arc to Santa Claus and say why he would stop giving you know presents to kids. But it's like we like <laughs> Santa Claus doing Santa Claus things. Like that's what makes him Santa is the fact that he delivers presents. Like exactly. Luke, like Luke has rules that you can't really bend. Otherwise, it's no longer Luke. I mean, you can have an arc for him, but once you do that, it's just unnecessary because he, he's he's such a great character on his own. His character, what he does, and how what he believes in makes him that character no one cares about anything else he does as long as he can stay like we remembered him and and yeah uh, because like i mean he went from being the the whiny the whiny kid on tatooine to the jedi knight back to being the whiny little old man her <laughs> uh, that well first off that wasn't the real league skywalker we all know this was it or was it not it wasn't and we'll get into that later we'll get into why later but um, I also wrote down as like two thirds of this movie was a fucking chase movie. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, like th- running th- out of gas. Yeah, no- nobody wants to watch a movie about someone chasing down a fucking ship for two thirds of it and keep commenting on, oh, they're getting low fuel. Just keep firing, keep firing. Well, that's what I was saying about it. It's just it's so all over the place. Like they just try to go in so many different directions that it just ruins the whole movie. Yeah, and. Uh, well- was the casino scene needed? Like, no. It's like a, from a whole different movie. <laughs> the feeling I got watching the, these movies, like especially the Last Jedi, was like this doesn't even feel like a Star Wars movie. Like nothing about it felt Star Wars to me. Yeah, I want to point out something. We forgot the most important part of Last Jedi, which was Rose Tico. I mean, how can oh, yes. we forget such a priceless character? George Lucas, and this is what was missing, is George Lucas's mind and his his. That's touch. what was missing from this whole thing. He would George never, Lucas. he would have, if he would have introduced like these female characters, and I totally understand, you know, um, Haldo and Tico. There's Admiral Haldo and there's Rose Tico. He would have <laughs> gave them like a jet pack or some type of sword or gun or something that made them cool. Like something to sell like a toy, like any kind of kid would want. Rosico comes in with this yellow jumpsuit, nothing else. Uh, you have this purple hair lady. Like, no kid sitting back, like, man, I totally want that. This is so cool. Like, look at Admiral Akbar. He's a giant fish squid thing. Every kid sat back looking at that and saying, wow, man, that's so cool to look at visually. And there's just no nerdness to The Last Jedi. There's nothing there that's like, wow, just mind blowing, like a Boba Fett or a General Grievous. Think of the prequels, as bad as they might have been. Think they had Captain the, Phasma. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you like Stormtrooper? A silver Stormtrooper. That's what we got. But there was nothing like Darth Maul. Just all these different cool-looking characters, man, that were just visually impressive. Like I didn't see that in Last Jedi at all. It like did away with that concept. Well, you you remember like I was big on Kylo Ren. Like not ever like after the first movie, I made I made such a point about this. I was like, he needs to put that fucking helmet on and never take it back off to show like shame of his scar because it's like a constant reminder of him getting beat by Ray. I thought that was a good idea myself, but you know they have to show Adam Driver's beautiful face over and over half, again. Half, throughout half, this, half movie. this movie didn't have a shirt on, didn't it? Didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> no, that was only one scene, I think. Uh, it's the best with scene. With his weird him. square chest. <laughs> it was, really kind, it was kind of weird. He has no sh- he has no body. He had no body shape. He's just square. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's like six foot nine or something. He's a big dude, so 
he's a Hoosier, isn't he, Greg? He's from your neck of the woods, yeah, Indiana. So. Makes he was me actually proud. a Marine before he was an actor. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, he should have more than a square chest then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you get out the military, you just let yourself go, man. <laughs> Too much upkeep. I also wrote down on here. I said, like during the scene, whenever they, whenever Ray and um, Ray and uh, oh, Kylo Ren, why couldn't I think of his name? When they kill Snoke, big spoiler there, right? So Snoke, they make this, they build him up from the first movie. We think he's going to be some kind of big character, and then they just kill him. Give us no backstory <laughs> on him whatsoever, and who just he is fucking or kill anything him. about him. That was like yeah. so aggravating to me. So here's this Dude. guy. You're wondering about him, but we're not going to tell you anything about him. He has red guards. Well, we'll let you know that it's emperor like. Yeah, that ties back to what I was saying. Like, they knew what we wanted. That's why this is hostile, man. This is why this is different than just a bad film. This is why it gets the hate it gets. It's because Last Jedi went out of its way to take away everything the fans wanted and to subvert expectations just because they could. Just because they knew what we wanted, they thought it was funny. Is what they thought, and that's why we got this. I don't think I don't think they did it on purpose. I think that they should have had people more star wars oriented involved in the movie than this ryan johnson guy who we've never heard of Lark. never had anything to do with the movies like they should have brought in feloni or yes. somebody yeah. to drive it in that kevin in that Feige. direction somebody but yeah not some but i i think they wanted to like try and take it in this new direction but they just went to the like extreme opposite but I don't. I don't feel like it was intentional. I feel like it was. I feel like they just didn't know. Okay, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna load up a picture here. This is something that Lawrence showed me, and um, he he basically said, porn. <laughs> "I promise you, it's not gonna be porn." But you commented on this many times, and you said because you you have. Not very much like for Kathleen Kennedy and what she's done to the to the the Star Wars movies per se. And you once showed me this picture and asked me, he's like, does these people look like Star Wars fans to you? And hold on, I'm gonna pull it up right quick here. This and I had to agree with you. No, these people do not look I would not call these people Star Wars fans at all. <laughs> that does not look like your average Star Wars fan. Well, the one on the far right has glasses on, so maybe, but the other one's no. But that's like, the new fold, though. That these that's these are the kids these days. That's what they look like. They're they're, and it it's not as it's being nerdy is cool now. So, like my daughter looks like those girls in those pictures. I would bet you anything she's if you quizzed Star all Wars those fan. women on Star Wars that none of them <laughs> would know half of what's going on, anything prior than that trilogy. Let me ask you this. Do, do those look like the type of people that have Star Wars-themed weddings, sit on <laughs> concrete to meet George Lucas for like 17 hours at a convention? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, there was a certain nerdness that George brought that was unapologetically like, I'm doing this because this is just something a geek would think about. These are stories that only a kid sitting in the back of a classroom drawing ligers in a notebook 
would would come up with the pollinators. Like so, so. See, this is part of what I don't like about the Star Wars fan base is the gatekeeping, and and everybody thinks that you have to be a nerd to like Star Wars, and and look at what the Mandalorian has done. The Mandalorian has brought in all all types of people now. Like even my mom and dad binge watched the Mandalorian in like a month. They don't even like Star Wars. You, you may not have to be a nerd to like Star Wars, but you should at least be a nerd to create it. And George well, Lucas yeah, was a I, nerd. That's what I was saying about bringing Ryan John. They should have brought in Star. They they went in a totally opposite direction. They didn't bring in Star Wars people. They should have brought in Star Wars people, real actual fans. Yeah. So yeah. so Back another to thing Mandalorian I said, though. Yeah, but Mandalorian ahead, brought in a lot of those elements that George originally wanted, like Favreau. You know, he collaborated with George. He understood. John Favreau and Filoni understood uh, a lot of George's vision, a lot of what made stuff cool. Like Bo-Katan, all those guys are cool as shit. Like the armor and the the, the lasers and all the stuff that they have. Uh, Ahsoka Tano, classic character. All these, those are Star Wars-esque characters. Rose and let's not, not forget, in- I don't mean to cut, sorry to cut you off, but let's not forget everybody hated the prequels when they come out when they came out a lot of people hated. i didn't them. i didn't either but a lot of people hated them and now everybody loves them and a lot of reason why people love them is because of the clone wars and everything else that was done after the prequels people went back and developed a new appreciation for the prequels yeah and that was because of dave filoni my favorite yeah, star wars movie is one of the prequels yeah me too my mine too which one is your, is it Revenge of the Sith? Yes, I love yes. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith is a classic Star movie. Wars movie there. Yeah, it's my second favorite. That's the first Star Wars from I saw in theaters, and I was completely blown away by that movie. Well, one of the issues, and it, this kind of goes along with the photo you showed, Greg, is uh, that we haven't really touched on, is this the forced feminist aspect of this movie. Yeah. At which that... I'm, I'm, I want to say this. I have no issues with, like, you know, equal equal everything for women. But when it's forced like that, like the, the Ghostbusters remake, you know, if you hate, if you weren't a fan of that idea, then you were anti-feminist or whatever, you know, and it's the it, same type of thing in this movie. And I'm glad you brought that up, Corey, because I was going to address that and say, like, I liked Ray as the hero. I was fine yes, with her as being Rey the new perfect. hero of Star Wars, yeah. being the face of Star Wars. I was like, okay, this is cool. This is fresh. This is new. She's a likable character. But it's like the writing just wasn't there. You know what it was? I was reading an article uh, back when this was all coming out. Last year I came out. The actual writers we're coming up with a story for force awakens. Luke was supposed to be in there a lot more than he was, but the writers kept coming back to the same problem. If you put Ray next to Luke Skywalker or any character, they get diminished because of the myth of Luke. He's just too big a character for her to grow on her own. Except for my, Dustin. Well, my suggestion would have been to leave out the old cast and just make it about these new characters and focus on them. Cause they're, they're pretty good. Like a strong cast, like Finn, like you've mentioned before, Finn was cool in force awakens. Um, Poe was cool. Just like Corey said, Poe had a great storyline force awakens. If you would have focused on them instead of worrying about the old trilogy or the, you know, the originals and all that stuff and focused on making Ray her own person and the writing, you would have had a good solid uh, uh, trilogy. You wouldn't have had to worry, but they kept wanting to have both their cake and eat it too. You want the originals 
and they wanted to, to build their own people, but they couldn't do both. So safe to say that none of us really liked anything about The Last Jedi. That's my least favorite movie of, of every of all what tens. It might be my it might be my but least favorite movie cool of all time. Like when Ray and Kylo take on the Red Guard and the see, the I had a problem with that in the desert. I'm glad you brought that up, Dustin, because I had a problem with that scene. My problem with that scene is those guards were putting up way too much of a fight to the two baddest people in the galaxy. I mean, yeah, I agree, but I mean, they have to make it cool because if they just killed them all quickly, then. They would be I mean, lame. not really treat them like droids. Look how easy they kill droids. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got Snoke's in there, like how uh, Hugh Hefner in his damn white <laughs> <laughs> jacket. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that was missing was him like pulling Daisy Ridley close and patting her or something. Yeah. But uh, all right, so we'll we'll move on to Return of Skywalker. A rise of Skywalker. Return of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got it written down as. I haven't written this Return of Skywalker. <laughs> uh, but I just watched this movie again today. And Same like here. parts of it work for me, parts of it don't. Like the beginning, the way it opens up is fine. But like once you get pretty close in when she accidentally kills Chewie is when the whole movie just starts to fall apart for me. Like, I don't like the whole mind link thing between her and Kylo. I I haven't liked that since the, the second movie when they introduced it, but I thought it was stupid. I'll be honest, like, this, this, this movie I've seen one time. Uh, don't really need to see it again. Uh, it was fine for what it was. I remember nothing about it. All I know is that it was better than the last Jedi. <laughs> well, like here's here's some of the things that like they did in this third movie. Like for one, they made stormtroopers way too cool. Like stormtroopers now have jetpacks and shit. They have all these cool weapons. I'm like, they took everything that's cool about a bounty hunter and just threw it on a fucking stormtrooper. <laughs> Good and point. stormtroopers, yeah, stormtroopers are supposed to be basic, man. They're not supposed to have all this cool shit. Touching on something Corey had said about the force diversity stuff, one of the things that's weird is like the Empire is now like equal opportunity, everything. Like <laughs> the Empire is supposed to be Nazis. Like they're space Nazis, like they're your worst principles. Yeah, they even dress like Nazis. And it's like we have they range from all ages, it seems. Like some guy looked like a, a male model from like brazil i'm like i mean they look good they look i mean they're not supposed they're supposed to be cranky old men with british accents who are pissed about everything there's no love in the empire there's no anything except like being old and being decrepit and messing up stuff and being kind of uppity and stuck up but i don't know that i just don't feel the threat from this empire there's none of the the, the classic like come uponts for them in the way that there used to be so like my biggest issue with the whole scene, I'm touching on this again, where where Ray thinks she kills Chewie in that in that spaceship when they captured him or whatever, is literally thirty seconds later after this scene is like, oh by the way, Chewie's still alive. It's like you can't even like, <laughs> you know, keep it going, make us think he's actually dead for about a half an hour into the movie before you reveal thirty seconds later he's not dead. 
It's like, so what was the point of even making us think that he was dead? If you're going to reveal it, that he wasn't that soon. Yeah. I have no answers. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is my take on the third movie is that the second, are movie you ready for the third movie? So awful. <laughs> and everybody hated it so much that they, all they did was fan service the fuck out of the third movie. It was all the entire movie was just fan service, fan service, fan service, fan service. Like, please don't leave us. Come back to Star mm-hmm. Wars. We'll give you everything you guys want now. And it make I I I like the third movie. Like Corey said, I've only seen it twice. I've only watched it twice, and it's not. It's definitely low ranking for me. But they they go. They go from Force Awakens, which is a rehash, then they go in a completely opposite direction, and then they fly back and just try to bring all well, the fans. Like, back let's in. save this. Let's save this. Well, look who's directing it. It's J.J. Abrams, you know, who he did with Star Trek. What he does with most of the stuff he touches is just rehashes or Spielberg wannabe stuff or discount just what he watched in the 80s or what he grew up with. But it's nothing original or fresh in a lot of ways. And I the third a movie kind of it makes it to me it makes the second movie completely irrelevant. Like you could watch Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker and get what's going on. You don't need the second movie. Like they uh, they made the second movie completely irrelevant. Yes, they really did. And I have a question for y'all. Why, why the fuck was Vader's helmet so mangled? Like what happened it to blew it? Blew up on the Death Star, didn't it? No, they burnt it, it in return. Uh, they gave him a funeral oh, yeah. where they burnt his body. Or they burnt, yeah, with the suit on, which is weird. I don't know why he would put his head back in the mask <laughs> and then burn it. <laughs> but I mean, it, but it, it looked like it had been like fucking caved in and shit. So I'm like, I think yeah, it, it was just burnt, it's melted. Like it looked like Superman punched him in the face. Well, oh. I wanted to say what uh, kind of off of what. Uh, Dustin was saying that um, you know he there was a ton of fan service in this. I guarantee that J.J. Abrams had been given a memo to do shit like that because hey, we're gonna have this Disney Plus thing and we're gonna have some Star Wars shows on there. We're gonna need our audience back for that stuff. So because oh, they released Solo, which was also not very good. Oh no, there's no vary to it. That movie was shit. It was hundred percent shit. Like I didn't even go to the theaters and watch that. And Han Solo is my favorite Star Wars character, but I just didn't I had no interest you know, in You know why you movie. didn't care, Dustin? It was because it's not Harrison Ford. Like yeah, we like I mean, exactly. I, I I thought that from the get go when they even announced that, that was gonna that they were gonna do a young solo story. Like I no, I don't care. It's not Harrison Ford. Han Solo, I don't want they to They could have at least had Harrison voice and narrate and be like, this was me in my old days, guys, kind of handing it off the torch. He didn't even shit. have that respect for the character. He didn't want they, to be involved with that piece of shit. I know. <laughs> they, did do, they did do one thing in Rise of Skywalker that I did like, though. I like that they brought back the old Death Star, how we got to see the remains of it. I did love that. Oh, the ruins? Yes, I thought that was cool. But that was fan service. That's yeah. all that was. Yeah. That was to make you, this... that was to make you go have that reaction that you just said you had. I, I did like it though. I just hated the lightsaber battle that took place on it because I thought it was <laughs> the worst lightsaber battle ever. Oh man, 
people complain about Obi Wan versus Anakin, but that was miles better than anything in the sequel. Trilogy. That's like one of the the lightsaber yeah, battles the best in ones. the prequels are like the are like hands yes. down the best. There's there's yeah. no ifs ands or buts about it. I've watched all the movies over again, and I can and hands down those are the best lightsaber battles. Anyone Definitely. that doesn't think that is an idiot. So did anyone like the Kylo Ren redemption angle that they did in this movie? I mean, we all saw it coming, but by that movie, I was I was so over that character. It's which is sad because it was a good character in the first one, but by then well, he's was, your typical he was Skywalker. So, he was so emo bitch like that <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> Oh, but the big reveal in this movie is that Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter, which makes Yay. her a Skywalker too. So, Uh does it? Yeah, explain that one. Hold on. Yeah, so it makes her a Skywalker too, because Anakin's father is Emperor Palpatine. No, is this expanded yes. or? <laughs> His mother was in was. Immaculately concepted by the emperor. So, like, she, he put. He's I, a Skywalker. I, I, I do remember hearing something about that. I, I heard. Know. I've heard that, but I didn't know if that was canon or. I, I don't think it's actually or, canon. I think, I, I think was, it is. So, well, you know what? I'm glad you brought up canon because, in my opinion, this the sequel trilogy, none of it is fucking canon. I don't even consider it Star Wars. <laughs> when I talk about Star Wars to people, I'm like, you know, you got. You got the prequel trilogy, then you got the original, then you got the Clone Wars, all even the animated ones, then you got the Mandalorian. This shit, toss it away somewhere. It doesn't count. But it because I don't think you can do that though. Oh, I can you do can't, it. I mean, you can do it in your own opinion, but you can't really say that it's not canon because there's too much of the original Star Wars and shit in it to for it to not be canon. Is you there just have really to, though? Is it trash? Yeah, it's trash, but it's still Star Wars and it's still canon. You're just going to have to accept it. Because they're probably about to do another trilogy that plays off of that trilogy. Or they're going to do one. We've talked about this, man. Like, there's no sign in these movies of George Lucas at all. Like, in the prequel trilogy, he brought in new vehicles, new Um, races. Everything was new. He brought in every kind of new race. By the way, when he brought in a new alien race, it was thought out, dude. There was some, there was imagination behind it. It wasn't like this where they gave you something that just like someone looked at a frog and said, "Okay, frog, frog monster man." Like there's none of that 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 pop to it like he did in the originals or he did in like the jaw was. Who would have thought to make a jaw like that with the glowing eyes and the robes and little men selling uh, droids? Like that's a that's something that comes from someplace. Yeah, and they're just um, yeah. They were just scavengers. I mean, like it was just a side character that you know you don't look that far into, but they're just cool because they're there. Well, they put yeah, a yellow. They put a yellow jumpsuit on a girl. Isn't that yeah, they, they did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they put purple they hair put, on somebody. They put a blob in a Hugh Hefner smoking jacket. God, man, and and the thing is with the Disney, even whenever they teased something they were doing revolutionary or progressive, like they were they were teasing they were gonna have the first lesbian couple or something. You saw like one second of it, or Finn and Poe being a, a couple. I would have dared Disney to be that 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 risky and to do something like that. I would actually appreciate it only because it would have showed some type of stepping out of the factory, kind of not you know something something that had imagination or risk in it. George Lucas took risks, 
his stuff may not have paid off. Like Jar Jar Binks was a huge risk. He didn't know how to be funny like that, but he he took a chance. It backfired. He learned from it, and he still it felt like Star Wars. This has no risk taking in it whatsoever. None of the kind of things that were in the prequels or the originals. It's its own factory made, uh, whatever it's you want to call the, it. It's it's just a another lazy Hollywood thing yeah. that they do now. They and just, you're right, it's, it's, it's definitely a thing. It's not bad. And, yeah, it's and like I think that's why people like the superhero movies so much is because they're not that they're different, but they're not. I mean, everything else is a freaking remake, like <laughs> Kong versus Godzilla, Mortal Kombat, like everything coming out is like. Oh, we'll talk about Mortal Kombat sometime. Before, Don't worry. Like, <laughs> just Jesus Christ. But yeah, I Corey, think the Mandalorian has re- has redeemed Disney and Star Wars, and there's a possibility that you know we could get some real good Star Wars shit coming up. I mean, the Mandalorian is good. It feels like old Star Wars. I like. I'm I excited. Mean, I'm excited to see this Obi Wan series. Sounds cool as shit. And the Book of Boba. Don't forget that. And yeah, and that the Book of Boba. Yeah, they tease that at the end of season. They tease three, that at the end of Mandalorian. Mm. You must not Inter- watch that that's in the a, credit scene. That, that's a shit. That's a shit in your teeth. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's like the book of Boba. Oh, they're gonna teach me how to finally find this and put that. it in my bubble they're gonna, they're gonna release that before they release the third season of Mandalorian. I'm just happy I'm gonna finally know how this Boba shit is made. I'm excited about it. I just want to know how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> That's all I want to know. Uh, What's uh, if you guys had to like rank your top three Star Wars movies? How would you go? Uh, see, it used to for me, like, it's it's still really hard for me to put Revenge of the Sith above Empire, but I do now because I I just, I, I love everything about Revenge of the Sith. So I'd have to go with that one first, Empire Strikes Back second, and probably A New Hope as my third. I go like this order. I always went with, New Hope was my favorite, hands down, of the Star Wars ones, only because you don't need to continue. Like, they stopped making Star Wars after that one. It completes itself, you know. Saying like you understand enough about the Force, you the Empire from what we understand has been destroyed because we didn't know that they were outside of anything other than that base. So for me, it's a complete movie. The second one I give to or uh, Revenge of the Sith because it's just it completes the trilogy in a way that's like poetic and you know all that other good stuff and just great battles, great visuals. And my third is Return of the Jedi because it has the Vader Luke battle. That just that, completes yeah, the original. It's hard to top that fight. They did though with that uh, edited YouTube. Oh no, that was uh, Obi Wan and Vader fight the extended. Oh, scene thirty-eight or something like that. Which was Redo. incredible, by the way. They it should just was. splice that in. Just leave it in from now on. Mine would probably be Revenge of the Sith, and then Return of the Jedi. And then probably Attack of the Clones. Whoa, I've never seen someone put Attack of the Clones. Yeah, me neither. That's interesting. I love the prequel movies. Like, I love the original movies, of course, but I love the prequel movies. I've always liked them, and I rewatched them again after me and my daughter watched The Mandalorian. I was like, it's time for you to watch the prequels. And we watched the prequels again, and 
So maybe it's just because I've had a new just watch them or whatever. Yeah, definitely. But I, I like I love the prequels, man. I, I don't I really like Phantom Menace that much, but I love the, the Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith are definitely up there for me. Well, don't worry, because I got a shocker in my top three too. <laughs> so my, my my top one is is A New Hope, just because that was my childhood. You know, I watched that one so much. Then Empire Strikes Back, and then my third place for me now is Rogue One. Really? Oh, I thought we were going episodes. He, yeah, he, you went non episodic. No, just I just like Rogue One a lot. Yeah, I think it's a really really good movie. See, like. I don't I don't deny that Rogue One was a good movie. It was a good movie, but I just don't remember anybody from it. I can't remember anyone's name from you that movie. You don't remember movie. Director Krennic? Because they all die. Big spoiler. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like, there was a lot of cool characters in Rogue One. They just... I don't know I if don't they just didn't say that. their names enough or what, but you just I just couldn't remember any of them. Yeah, that's... Um... It's a great choice. I think though. it's well worth watching again, though, if you haven't seen it for a while. And I, yeah, I'm bad. Yeah. I'm bad with the names too. So, Greg, uh, I was, that's when I told you I was like, "This is better than a Force Awakens." Like, this I do is need to rewatch movie. that. Actually, yeah, Rogue yeah. One was actually really good, and it, and, and it proves that Star Wars can be cool without lightsabers. Yeah. No, okay. the Darth Vader scene though, that was which the thing has always that made been an unpopular yeah. opinion that I've had is that Star Wars can be cool without lightsabers. You're wrong. You're one hundred percent wrong. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> Rogue One is good because of that Vader scene in the hallway, which was no, just like, no, I remember when no. The the Rogue One is good because of the whole fucking story. Yeah, the, that scene at the end is literally like three minutes, just like the scene at the end of Mandalorian that had fucking fanboys crying over fucking Luke Skywalker showing up. Like that was okay, man. I didn't. What 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 did what did y'all how did y'all like the uh I guess I don't know we can't even call it hologram Luke I guess force projected Luke <laughs> it was and, a CGI Luke is what it was yeah like kind of like that awful Terminator movie that brought the Terminator back the old yeah one, remember that Schwarzenegger Greg? Um, I, I actually that liked CGI it though, I'm not gonna lie <laughs> that was a Terminator Sega Genesis I think. Yeah, Sega Genesis, <laughs> starring Kenny Omega. <laughs> we always uh, called I mean, it the Terminator Genesis. That came and got Grogu. I just had a feeling the whole time. I just didn't know how they were going to pull it off, but they definitely did a great job pulling it off. What do you think they're going to do with this? Whole, like, where do they go from here on the Mandalorian with Grogu? Considering he's with Luke now, because they're obviously not going to show Luke and CG a lot, because you know they don't want to. Well, give too from, much or something that everyone loves. This is what I've heard is that they're going to introduce a young Luke in the Obi-Wan series and that they're going to use the young Luke as the Luke for the new Mandalorian, possibly. So so this Obi-Wan, is it's going to be a series and not just like a standalone movie? Yeah, it's going to be like, I think yeah. it's six episodes. Which, I know you guys don't really like the Marvel stuff, but I really like what they've done with the Marvel series bringing like the WandaVision and uh, I just started watching Falcon and Winter Soldier I'm about three episodes in it had it they it's like a long movie now so it's it's not you know 
two and a half hours of comic book shit just shoved in your face. It's more See, like a comic book. When you used to read comic books, you you would read the comic book and you'd have to wait for the next one to come out. And it gives that it gives it more of a comic book feel. And I, I think that the Obi-Wan series is I think there's only going to be one season, but it's basically just going to be like a like a mini series kind of like. See, a- this this is where all those superhero shows and such like that mess it up for me is because I was a big fan of comics growing up, but the the thing that was always great about comics is you got more of the character than you did of people you didn't care about, like you know the detectives, whoever were the side characters, and said comic. The a lot of the superhero TV shows give you too much of these side characters that you don't want to fucking see. You want to see the superheroes and the people directly related to them, not like, you know, the superheroes fucking lawyer or his best friend and <laughs> well, all this other I'm nonsense. Saying. That's what I'm the TV shows. Well, no, Greg, that was Daredevil, so it had to focus on the superheroes. Now, Daredevil was the lawyer. Yeah, he was the lawyer. <laughs> well, these are different than the Netflix shows. I've watched those Netflix shows. They're they're kind of tough to get into, but like WandaVision, I think was like eight episodes, and it was pretty much just about Wanda Maximoff and and Vision. And yes, there was all side characters, but it gave it more of that comic book feel of you're like reading a comic, waiting till the next ver- the next episode of that comic came out. I have heard good things about it, and I they give it enough. It and chance. it gives it enough. And dude, the one like WandaVision when it. The first two episodes you're watching and you're like, what the fuck is this? But you're like, there's, but you know, it's Marvel and there's something up and they're going to twist it in some way. And then like, after like, once you get past episode three, you're like, oh, okay. And then you're all the way in, except I didn't really like the way it ended. It kind of had a lackluster ending, but I still like it. I I still think it does. It's helping. It's help because I can see your opinion on the movies and how it's just like so many and it gets old after a while and this kind of gives it a new feel to me anyways. So like this Obi-Wan series, I hope is it going to be like post after it's post, like uh, it's post Revenge of the Sith. Post Revenge of the Sith. Okay, that could be good because it might show like what he did in isolation and such, which is what and everyone's always wondered back, anyway. They're bringing, well, Obi-Wan is going to be played by Ewan McGregor. Oh, let's say that now I'm on board. Yeah. Oh my God. And Christian, awesome, Christian Haydenson. Is that his name? Yeah. Hayden. Yeah. Hayden, Hayden Christian. Christian Hayden, <laughs> Hayden Christensen. <laughs> I'm drunk. You, you know, um, Lawrence, you know, Lawrence, me and you always talk about this whenever we're, uh, whenever we're out door dashing and like, no one under everyone, you know, Anakin got a lot of hate. Hayden Christensen oh, for playing Anakin Anakin's. for playing um playing Anakin, Anakin the way he did. Hayden like they hated the dialogue. Everyone bitches about the dialogue. The dialogue's me, bad sometimes. And, uh, it's it, not though. Like if you say everything uh, that he says, it sounds just like how Vader would say. It's how Vader talks. It's his voice, but it's like everything Vader would have said. It's just not James Earl Jones, so it sounds stupid. But well, Vader always another said, whiny Skywalker. So. Like, like, like for an example, the thing me and Lawrence always repeat all the time is like that scene towards the end of Revenge of the Sith, right before they get into the battle, and he's like, "You turned her against me." But that's how <laughs> Vader would say it. Be, that's how yeah, he would like, sound when he's he like, said "This it. is all your fault." <laughs> yeah, like, that's how Vader talked. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, the best me. one is like if you're not with me, you're my enemy. Like, yeah, what? 
Who the hell but talks that's how like Vader that? would say but it. But that's how Vader would say it. He wouldn't say, you know. I mean, if just go back with to the original. Against me, he would say it in a different way. Well, when you watch it, like when I was watching it with my daughter, she's like, she thought a lot of the stuff, a lot of the lines and stuff were cheesy, and the way they were delivered was cheesy. And I can kind of see her. I can kind of see it now because, like, when I watched them, like I told you, those are my favorite Star Wars movies. So I, uh, I had a biased opinion, but. When you watch them again after a long time, it's like, oh, yeah, I kind of can see where people had an issue with this and that. And, but at the end of the day, they're classics. Well, well, I mean, you those can, we- you can say it's cheesy across the board, though. Like, yeah, that's you Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, Star Wars. I mean, that's its charm. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Those prequel trilogies made Aunt, made uh, Obi-Wan my favorite character. I mean, I was all oh, about dude. Luke. The, the way they did Obi-Wan is like, he is the baddest Jedi. Well, Ewan well, McGregor really shines through because people for the longest time said Alec Guinness is the only Obi-Wan. No one can outdo Alec Guinness. Ewan McGregor for me does that. He's my, oh, yeah. I think Obi-Wan, I think Ewan McGregor. Yeah, I'll, I'll back Greg up on that. I know he was a big Obi-Wan fan then because I think he drank about 40 12 packs of Mountain Dew <laughs> with Obi-Wan armor. <laughs> Had to get them all, man. I wanted all the guys. <laughs> Every can. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I, th- I think uh, Lawrence, you got anything else you want to add on, on the Star remember, Wars discussion? You remember, you remember how they acted like animals, so he slaughtered them like animals. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of the best lines of dialogue. <laughs> how how did he say it? He's like, so how, how do animals. you guys feel about the direction now? We're talking about Favreau and Filoni, or we're we talking the sequel. Yeah, I'm talking movie? because they've Filoni and Favreau have pretty much taken the oh man the sequels so, that everybody hates. I I like what I'm I like what I'm them. seeing because what they're what what Favreau's doing and what they're doing with the Mandalorian is they're capturing that that dirty and grittiness that Star Wars is because that's but, actually yeah. what you want to see. But to, to answer your question, Dustin, uh, with the direction of Star Wars now, it's really a big question mark because there's like two camps. If you've been following behind the scenes of Star Wars, you have the Filoni and the Favreau camp that wants to bring Star Wars back to kind of the charm and what it was before. But then you have the Kathleen Kennedy camp that was there that wants to veer it towards more of the uh, progressive stuff. Uh, they just released a book called The High Republic. Check that out. That's more in keeping with the sequel trilogy, like a continuation of all that. That, that vision and this there's like there's two different kinds of camps going on so you got to kind of see where it's going to go because someone's got to lose and someone's got to win we just don't know who and that's why i'm kind of seeing waiting to see what's going to happen with these new shows and really the direction going forward well so i don't know money talks and bullshit walks and john favreau and dave filoni have completely they have brought an entire new fan base into star wars like, and I feel like they're going to go with that. They're going to go with that team opposed to the team that pushed a lot of people away from Star Wars because Mandalorian brought a lot of those. That's people what back. we think, man. And then they brought a lot that's of what we hope. people in. So that's what we hope. Because yeah. now you have a lot of what I would call casual fans because of Mandalorian and Baby Yoda and everybody bringing 
you know, it brings new people into the fold that weren't aren't your typical Star Wars fans, which is what I was saying before. You don't have your typical nerd fans. Now you kind of have a you've kind of sold out to the rest of the world. I think you definitely need to build a new fan base because I mean the kids that were Star Wars fans as kids are 15, 60 years old now, you know, like yeah. at the age when the first one came out. So uh, you got to build better. You got to build, yeah. You got to build a new audience too. So, and my daughter. Well, that's the beauty Wars. of I mean, Favreau. This blanket is hers. I just hang it up. I hung it up for the for the show, but my, she loves Star Wars, man. That and that's why I don't have a huge issue with the with the sequel trilogy is because that was my opportunity to introduce my daughter into Star Wars, and so you know, are the movies great? Nah, they're not great movies, but and they're not canon. I don't hate them, and they are canon. Just accept it; it'll be okay. It's not canon. They are, they're can there. There's no I way think... they can't be canon. That that is a stupid argument. There's too many fucking main characters from the original movies for them to not be considered canon. It's carbon copies of the characters from the original. It's not the real version. It's just but like there's original characters. They brought back everybody. It ha- it's canon. Does it? Is it? Great, no, but it's canon. Like Lawrence, people say, what Star Wars and like the video games. Well, I'm not going to get into not that. Canon, but... That can be more not canon because it's not related to anything original Star Wars. But the pre the sequel trilogies are f- directly correlated with the original movies, so you can't well, Lawrence, say we, they're not canon. Me and you have said if it does not, if it's not George Lucas, it's not canon, right? Like if it's well, not George Lucas or George not, Lucas approved everything not, everything that's or, or George Lucas approved. And I mean, Lucas has not been secretive that he doesn't really approve me, of this new me, trilogy. Let me add, let me go ahead with this. It's the tragedy, not really because George made a lot of money off the sale, but when George did this, he did not realize what they were going to do. He had no clue that this was going to be the ending of it. Um, He, he just this just doesn't have a lot of what he would have done with Star Wars. He even said it himself. He's like, when I did Star Wars, there was always a concerted effort to bring something new to it all, all the time. There would not have been X wings still like they have now. We've only seen nothing but X wings. There would have been a new Jedi starfighter. There would have been new uh, enemies, new all kinds of new ships, stuff we would be talking about now. And that's where my um, argument think of the basis prequels, from. And everything was new. Like yeah, the droids, droidicas. I mean. It just goes on and on with what George was coming up with. And had he been allowed to continue, I guarantee you we would have had a lot more, more stuff. Versus and Lucas what has not been quiet, was, man. Lucas, much, except the yellow jumpsuit. Lucas has come out and said that he does not really give his stamp of <laughs> approval to these new movies. But and his stamp of approval can, means they something. still go with the story, so they're canon. How can they not be canon? So do some of the books, but they're directly they're not correlated. Canon. It's an opinion, though. To say it's it, not canon is retarded. Oh, sorry for using the R word, but it's dumb. It, to say it's not canon uh, is just stupid. I don't. I disagree. I think it depends on. What do you think, Corey? You're being real quiet over there. <laughs> uh, I mean, to me, they're canon because they've got the the Roman numeral behind them. So exactly. Thank you. I guess there's can. You just have to accept it. Is it a it does it is it not great? It's not great. Yeah. Well, like you said, they they're trash, but they're it's there. A fuck up, they're, they're it's canon. a blip. It's a blip. To me, 
Can I just they, pretend they don't exist? If You're gonna Lawrence, have to. If what Lawrence <laughs> Lawrence was saying, there's a power struggle. If the power struggle comes out on the right end, I think Star Wars will be okay. Yeah, Dustin's right. I absolutely. hope so. And honestly, they don't need to make another trilogy. The movies are dying. Put another. Just keep coming with these series on on Disney Plus and all these other streaming platforms. Like, I honestly, I love the Marvel. I love the two Marvel series that I've watched. I love them more than seventy five percent of the movies. I keeping with what you said though, Dustin. Don't we don't have to worry about making the trilogies and stuff like that. The, the thing with Star Wars is is that those the episodes, even as good as Rogue One was, the the episodes are kind of like the Super Bowl of Star Wars. That's where it originates. When you hear that that uh, fanfare from the beginning and the letters go across the screen and it tells you the story of Star Wars, like the episode so and so, there's a special feeling. People cheered when they saw Episode Three. I went in theaters and I remember whenever it finally came on. And then the, the words are going across the screen, the music. People stood up out of their chairs and were cheering for this as if, I don't know, someone like Caesar was in the room or something. Me and it's Greg just, were there at midnight to watch that movie. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, that was uh, that's what Star Wars was. That's what, that's what it is at its height and what it brought to a lot of people that were fans of the, the series and what the episodes in particular do. You can have the Clone Wars TV shows and all that stuff. That's fine. But the episodes are where uh, Star Wars kind of lives. That's its home. Kind of comics for superheroes, what have you. The problem is, though, that movies, movie theater, movies, is it's dying. It's going to be I don't. Dead. I don't want that to happen, though, because I mean, I think it's I a dead like, thing. I don't think it's dying. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. While I have grown to more enjoy watching a movie at home than I do going to the theater, there's still nothing like that theater experience. And some stuff just needs to be on that big screen, man. That, I agree. That has that big crowd and such like that. You, I don't want that to die off because then it's just, you know, it, it like kills the thrill. What's going to happen. I think uh, eventually, I think with all this streaming and now you can yeah. watch, I mean, HBO Max, you can watch any movie that's in the that's going into the movie theater. On I think, yeah, movie so. theaters are definitely dying. Movie theaters. What was you saying, Corey? Like, movies themselves will still be here. What I was going to say is, I think you're going to see more of like a boutique type of like Amazon or Alamo Drafthouse type theater where there's a mix of like blockbuster new movies and like old classics, and that'll be kind of your theater experience. And, that, and honestly, that's kind of what they're doing. That's what they've been doing since COVID is kind of yeah. putting it, especially when they had no new movies to release and they were opening the theaters back up. They were just basically putting old, really old classic movies back in the theaters to try to bring people back in. Yeah. Well, now, what I do like is I like the idea that you can basically rent a movie theater like to yourself <laughs> now for pretty cheap to watch a movie. I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. That won't last long, though, because just like traveling like traveling right now is so cheap like i went to washington recently and it was half the price it would usually be and it's all that's going to die off soon when this covid as this covid stuff starts to fade off i noticed you changed from when to as i mean it is the first time i mean it has started to fade off so yeah, Greg. The first time somebody rents a theater to watch porn in is when it's going to go downhill. They're just going to ban it <laughs> outright. <laughs> so what, it's like, can I rent this theater out? What are you trying to watch? That is a very, very sad you? man. <laughs> Do I have to tell you what I'm watching? Or... They already got those. I... 
Oh yeah. Why'd you <laughs> why'd you come out in five minutes? <laughs> I'm good. Just 31 minutes, please. All right. <clears throat> they, start, they start making challenges of it. See if you can sit in each chair before you bust a load at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Try to time it out. 30 seconds in each. This is taking a dark turn. Yes, it has. Oh, where are we going with this, guys? <laughs> Said all things Star Wars, and we go into porn and jacking off. Lovely. I think the future uh, is hopeful, though. That as Star Wars goes. Any of you guys like 3D? Was that like a big thing for any of y'all? Nah. Remember that was like the future? <laughs> 3D. I tell you what, though. I actually bought a new projector. I've been doing Like last year, I started doing movies out in my backyard. And I got a new projector uh, that's like a 4K this year that does 3D, too. And I've, so I bought the Force Awakens. It was cheap, the 3D Blu-ray. So I may check it out back there this summer. Uh, when I when I come when I come up there to visit in June, uh, I may have to come over there and check that out. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I think that's gonna about do it for us. Uh, anything anyone wanted to add before we jump off here? I one one last thing I'll say is, uh, you know, I was as you know, Greg, I was a huge Star Wars fan back in the day, and they really kind of killed me with these last three movies. And so now, unfortunately, I'll probably only be just a casual fan from here out. So, have you watched Mandalorian, Corey? I did. I did watch it. It did was good. Like it? it was good, but I'm just so burnt on those last three movies that I was like, "Oh, this is good," but where's it gonna? Fuck you're you're, you're waiting for the disappointment. That's yeah. the problem right. now. <laughs> well, I think as long as they stick with see, that's why they messed up with the pre with the sequels is going in a. Like I said, they went in a completely opposite direction and they come just completely fucked the whole thing up. You know, but it's Corey, just it's Corey, just a uh, testament to lazy Hollywood. It's just how it is now, man. Yo, but uh, Corey, do you think that uh, not to cut you off, Dustin, but Corey, do you think that if the episodes were good, but maybe the Mandalorian or these sideshows sucked, you would still be that supreme Star Wars fan like you were before? Like if the episodes had been solid, that's where it mattered the most. And anything I else think, is kind of. I think I probably would because I'm more a movie guy than a TV show guy. Uh, not that I don't watch TV shows, but uh, I I like to just set aside like two hours or whatever to get some content in, and not like binge watching. 10 hours or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, I'm not a binge watcher. I don't I don't like to binge watch. But I, I like I like that this some of these streaming platforms that they only release one episode at a time. Like it gives it that feel of and now the production quality of th- like remember when things would go like remember do you guys remember the Terminator TV series? I do. I actually liked it. I do. Lot. I remember that. But the production <laughs> value was not movie value. But now the production value of most of these shows, especially on the streaming platforms, is movie value. So it's it you know, it's it's definitely it's it's definitely improved. I, it's, I agree. It's gotten better to me, and that's why I'm more. I mean, I waited to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier, but so that I could binge it more because I sometimes I don't have time to wait. And I so this way I can just get through the whole thing, especially with it only being six episodes. But I, I get the I, I like the the TV watching now. 
Yeah, I mean, it's way different than it used to be. I mean, I used to, like, just lose interest if I had to, like, oh, well, oh, here's an episode, I'll come back the next week. I just didn't have... And old TV stuff was, aw- like, if, especially if it was adapted from a movie, it was awful. They had, like, secondhand characters, <laughs> yeah. and, and uh-huh. the production value wasn't as low, and now they're bringing back people from the movies, like this Obi-Wan series is going to have Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen and... I'm definitely excited to check that out too. So, well, uh, I do think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up, gentlemen. Um, Lawrence and me will be coming back next week with the uh, second part of the Hot to Hottest Wing Challenge. I think we're going to do Buffalo Wild Wings this time. And uh, Corey, you said you're going to join us on that one, huh? Yeah, if you get me the info on the sauces in time, I'll grow grab the sauces. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll get I'll get that to you. uh, Probably here in a couple of days. Uh, what about Dustin? Dustin? Were you going to partake Dustin's this time? I might actually do that. I like buffalo wild wings, so oh, that'd be interesting. Um, also, I might I've not been... make it very far through the challenge, but <laughs> I feel also... like I have an unfair advantage. But whatever. Yeah, you do with that pepper challenge, man. Definitely. <laughs> also, I have been uh, streaming a lot of uh, Ghost of Tsushima on Twitch. I also uploaded to the uh, the Slacker Cast page there, so. Anyone who's a gamer can check that out. It's a pretty cool-looking game. Um, Corey, what do you have uh, coming up on S'mores and Doors? I don't know exactly what we've got coming up. Uh, I have a, <laughs> some issues with my co-host. Uh, I won't go into it too deep, but uh, you can check it out on his page. Uh, he did a video tonight uh, some stuff going on in his life, so... Uh, kind of, kind of retool and figure out what we got coming up, but we might try to do something, or I might try to do something uh, this weekend at some point. So we'll see. Yeah, I might try to jump in on you on some uh, late night streams too, if uh, you're still yeah. on when I get off work and such. So yeah. Well, I think that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, Greg, are like, you interested in getting your ass kicked on a stream at some point? Possibly. We'll uh, we'll talk further about that, but uh. Just want to thank everyone for listening. Um, definitely uh, click that like and subscribe button if you like what you're hearing. Uh, go over there, click that like and subscribe button to S'mores and Doors also. We get a lot of yeah. influence from them, per se, on what we do on this podcast. That's kind of what motivated us to do the wing challenge. But, uh, Lawrence, uh, I'll let you send us out of here, man. Or maybe not. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until next time. <laughs> Slag off. off.